You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome back to another episode, my lovely friends. It has been way too long, too, too long. I think like five months is how long it's been since I've published a podcast. I took a break, um, (laughs) which I'm going to explain in this episode why. And um, I have noticed a lot of podcasters that that I know personally who took breaks because, let's be real, burnout is a real thing. And even though, you know, you might love what you do, you can still get burnout. And I just needed a full-on cleanse from social media. I deleted Instagram off of my phone for three months. And if you are on Instagram, you might have noticed that for those three months, I was super silent. (laughs) I didn't post anything. I wasn't doing stories. I sometimes would get on Instagram from my iPad, but I would be on for like five seconds. And I'm like, I can't do this right now. (laughs) Like I just, I need to completely just live in the moment, not look at the news, not look at anything because basically everything that happened in the world up to that point and now (laughs) uh, was having a profound impact on my health. And I ended up really sick and had to go to the hospital. And I was there for 10 days, which sounds crazy. And a lot of times I get a response from people when they learn that I've been sick or something like that, they're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen to you? You're the healthiest person I know. Well, I'm not. Um, I try my best. Obviously, I'm an advocate for organic, plant-based, healthy eating, holistic health. I mean, that's that's like everything that I am. That's my soul, right? But at the end of the day, I am human and I try my best to take care of my body, right? But I'm not superwoman. It doesn't make any of us invincible from bad things happening. It can lessen, you know, the likelihood of it for sure. Um, And a lot of times this can be a wake-up call for us, right, of what we needed, a shift that needs to happen. And that was certainly the case for me. Like I said, basically the, the past year and a half took a toll on me like it did most of the rest of the world, right? Whether it was emotionally, monetarily, whatever it was, it was awful. If you are, I mean, any stage in your life, this has been terrible. The constant uncertainty, lies, deception, manipulation, just the stress of all of it, compounding and living in this unnatural world. I mean, it's unnatural to stay in your house all the time. It's unnatural to be in a constant state of fear. And I was not in a constant state of fear as far as my health was concerned, Um, although it did manifest in my health. But my fear came from losing faith, and I didn't even recognize it. And I don't mean faith in the in the in religious terms necessarily although i was able to find a much deeper spiritual connection than i've ever had 
and that is the silver lining and maybe that's the lesson that I needed to learn from this but I lost faith in the universe and this kind of realization came as I was doing I've been doing counseling and I think everybody should do counseling I think that it's thankfully is not as big of a taboo thing anymore and I think we're all acknowledging the fact that life is really hard if you're alive it's difficult it's difficult for everyone whether you're a a cat or a bird or you know just trying to survive on this planet and and for humans it definitely has gotten harder I think with the government overreach which seems to be happening in every country, collectively, for some reason. Uh, and just society in general has changed so much. I mean, if you are old enough to remember times without cell phones and, you know, the beginning of the internet, I mean, I honestly think of those times so fondly now. <laughs> like, I miss them, to be quite honest. And I remember, I miss the simplicity of life. It just, it seemed more simple. So... Anyways, counseling is amazing. And through that, I was able to discover that last year when we moved from Charleston Charleston to Wilmington, that it definitely triggered some negative memories that were sort of subconscious. I hadn't I didn't really put two and two together of why that was a trigger, but it became pretty clear that it brought up a lot of pain from when I was six years old. Now, as an adult, you know, we can always say, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal, like, you know, whatever happened. But the issue is when traumatic things happen to us when we're small, we are at the most vulnerable and susceptible time of our lives, right? where all we want is security and to be loved and to feel safe. And when traumatic things happen at this time period, it creates different behavioral patterns or different worldviews that could be destructive. And in my case, I think it did create a subconscious um, loss of hope and maybe faith in the process and or the universe. So when I was six, my parents divorced. And I'm sure there's lots of people who come from divorced families. And a lot of times people are like, oh, they, you know, if you haven't come from a divorced family, then you might write it off as like, it's not that big of a deal because it is common, right? It is a big deal. Now, in hindsight, what I know now, I'm really glad that my parents divorced because obviously I don't want either of them to be unhappy or, you know, if it wasn't the right situation, whatever. Like the outcome is better than us than than the family staying together because that would have been not a good thing either, right? But when I was six and they divorced, it, it blew up my entire worldview, right? I, at that point, had thought that my family was seemingly perfect, which also is kind of like I've discovered is a bad thing, too, is that, you know, thinking that there is such a thing, because there's not. There's nothing that's perfect, you know? 
Um, but at that point, I had thought that, you know, and everything seemed fine. I had no idea that anything was wrong. So it came out of left field for me. And my parents had just finished building their dream home. And I had the biggest room of the siblings. I have two older brothers. And my room was, I was so proud of it. And a kid, a room in general, especially for a kid, is the most sacred space. You're so proud of it. You want to show it off. And it's the only place that you can go and just do your own thing. The rest of the house is shared, you know, unless it's a bedroom. But everything else is is shared. So my parents were divorced, got divorced and we had to move from the dream home that had taken several years to build. And we had to move into, quote, town because at that point we were living out in the country logistically, um, that's how that's how it worked out. So we moved into town and you know it's so sad thinking about it now, but as a kid I I had this this idea, this dream that my parents would get back together, right? Because I had seen a movie that that's that that happened and I thought that that was that was just what was going to happen, right? And it never did. And in some way subconsciously, whatever consciously, I don't know, it made me lose faith that everything was going to be all right. And I still had some of that, you know, negativity. So when we moved from Charleston to Wilmington last year, it triggered up these emotions again. Because moving was something that I wanted, but I didn't want. I had lived in Charleston for 16 years. I loved Charleston. I thought that I would never, ever move. I went to college there, and basically after a few years, I was like, I'm never moving. I love this place. And I did. But I loved that Charleston. I didn't love, I don't love the Charleston that it's become now. I still, it's a wonderful place. Don't ever get me wrong. It's amazing. And if you go visit, it's great. But living there after 16 years, it was like night and day. And we weren't, my husband and I weren't happy anymore because we knew the difference too, right? And we didn't like what had happened. So we felt like we were being forced out. So it, it was a bittersweet reason for having to leave Charleston. And I was definitely much more emotionally um, attached to that city, I think, because in general, I think I am more attached and have more difficulty with change than my husband. My husband has moved a lot compared to me <laughs> in his in his childhood and his life. And I just haven't moved that much. So it was, it's not even like I moved that far away, right? I moved three hours. I did joke that I was moving up north, which I have. I live in North Carolina rather than South Carolina. <laughs> I'm a Northern Carolinian. It's kind of weird. Um, so that in itself was emotional. I'm like... It was so abrupt and it was, it was really fast because it was like, okay, we're going to, we're moving. We're moving here. We're listing our house and it was under contract within a couple of days. And it, it was just like a roller coaster so fast. And the emotions were just all over the place. And the stress was all over the place. <laughs> and moving into a new house that is is great it's a great house but we we did a lot to the house which was stressful 
So all of those things were not, were not good for my body. And then on top of it, you have moving during the craziest time period of my life yet, you know, globally. So you have that. You have, you know, going to going out to meet friends is impossible. Just going to the store is is traumatic and unsettling and not fun when you're being forced to wear a mask and you can't breathe and can't see anybody's face. It's not it's not joyful at all. So all of these things were affecting me. And it doesn't matter how much yoga you do or how much kale you eat, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much. You will never out-exercise, out-eat these traumas that we all have, you know, unless you work on them. And some of them, you know, I've worked on a lot of different ones. I think, you know, the divorce thing I've worked on more than the moving. I, I didn't, I never thought about how intense that was, the move for me as a child and how I was possibly still dealing with that, you know, and dealing with it when I actually moved because I hadn't moved in 16 years. And then all of a sudden I'm thrown into moving again and it brought up those, those memories subconsciously and consciously. And I ended up in the hospital. Now, I do think that things like this, you know, you can obviously find the silver lining. And the silver lining for me is that I've recognized all the things that needed to have work done. Um, and the faith thing. I needed to find my faith in in the universe, in the process, in God, if you will. You know, whenever you say the word God, people kind of flinch because organized religion has kind of messed that up for people, I think. But this whole process has helped me find that more because I had definitely lost that. And that might be because of, you know, what I had experienced as a kid. I don't know. Losing that faith, losing the trust. But where I am today, I am happy and I have faith that the process I just have faith in the process. I have faith that I'm doing all I can to make this world a better place as best I can. But at the same time, taking care of my body because, you know, like we always say, you can't pour from an empty glass, y'all. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I was emptying my glass and, you know, advocating everybody else to do x y and z but then I wasn't doing it myself and that is that is one of the biggest lessons I think for all of us you know it's always easier to give advice (laughs) than take it yourself right and it's easier to to control the things that are with in our control I mean eating that's so easy to me you know like yeah you can make some healthy smoothies you make this delicious soup but again It doesn't matter how much delicious, nutritious food you eat. There's other things that have to be worked on and can't be overlooked. And I am back with the podcast, but I am not going to let it overwhelm me. I'm not going to let my social media overwhelm me. I do still, I am going to post things that might be controversial, but, you know, I think at this point it's more... 
of a dis it's it's disingenuous to me first and to you if I don't share how I'm feeling and how and what I feel about this world because you know what it's a crazy shit show if you will pardon my French you know and there are a lot of bad people out there doing bad stuff (laughs) and I just want to make people aware of those things you know Because then we can all band together and make change. I mean, that's how, that's the only way that anything gets done. You have to know that it exists. I mean, you know, as I would love to think, or I would love, I'll say this, I would love for the world to be this magical fairyland that is like a Disney movie and that everything is beautiful and the birds are singing and, you know, well, they do do that. But, (laughs) and that everything in the end is wonderful and they live happily ever after well guess what the world is not a magical fairyland and it's naive to think that it is there are so many good people in this world though and that is what we cannot lose sight of that is having the faith that we can make a difference you know and there's lots of people out there trying to make a difference and yes there are lots of bad people i'm not gonna try to sugarcoat that There are a lot of bad people right now and there are a lot of bad people in charge and money and greed are the root of all evil, right? As cliche as it is, cliche as it sounds, those are the root of all evil and, and just like power trip. Like some of these people just want so much power, I guess, and just control. They want to control the masses. They think nothing of us. We are little tiny ants to them, the people who are in power. They really don't care about us. but And we need to accept that. And we need to accept that and demand to get those people the heck out of their positions of power, right? I just feel like it really is turning into this crazy sci-fi movie of, you know, Big Brother kind of thing. And we cannot let that happen. We cannot let that happen. We cannot put our heads in the sand and pretend like it's not happening. And again, having faith in ourselves that we can make a difference and having faith in our fellow humans on this planet that feel similarly, you know? So that's the story, friends. I'm really excited that the podcast is starting back up. I really missed you. But at the same time, you know, I needed needed this time. I needed this time to heal. I needed this break. You know, I think we all deserve that. And if you recognize it, like don't feel like you're, you know, letting somebody down. Because I I had a a bit of this guilt, you know, that by me getting sick, it was like letting people down. And like staying silent because I was... I was, you know, a little bit embarrassed and that is not healthy. <laughs> like I said, I'm a human being and I'm accepting this and I am I am accepting that I'm not invincible, you know. I advocate for a plant-based holistic life, but that doesn't mean that nothing bad is ever going to happen to me, you know. I'm going to hold the faith that it doesn't <laughs> again and... I'm going to hold the faith that I don't get cancer or things like that. But that doesn't, you know, there's only so much that we can control. And we need to accept that. So if something bad does happen to you, it is not, uh, you know, showing that you weren't strong enough or 
you weren't disciplined enough or you didn't, whatever, you didn't do X, Y, and Z right. That is not true, you know? And we can use these experiences of illness or sickness as lessons, you know, try to discover what what that lesson is, you know, why did this happen? What can I, what can I get out of it? What is the silver lining? You know, what new perspective can I gain from this? What past traumas can I heal that maybe contributed or not, you know? Or what habits I was doing that were contributing to this. And we can come out even stronger on the other end, you know? It does not mean that you're a failure or I'm a failure. You know, it's just another chapter in my book that metaphorically and literally, if I ever actually write a book, um, it's just another chapter in our book of getting, gaining, going through adversity and becoming stronger from it, learning new lessons and gaining a new perspective. So I am so excited that the podcast is back. I really have missed you. Uh, I have some really great guests already lined up. And then I have a couple episodes that I actually recorded a few months ago that will be coming out. One of them is the CEO of United Patients Group. This is going to be coming out next week, which is going to be all about cannabis. So United Patients Group is um, an organization that helps to educate and inform trusted professionals, you know, health and wellness um, on medical cannabis and its benefits. And we talk about how it's not a one-size-fit-all. We discuss the endocannabinoid system, the entourage effect, quality. I mean, John is amazing. He's so much fun. He is enthusiastic and so excited and knows so much about CBD and cannabis. So that's going to be coming out next week. And yeah, it's going to be great. So I guess that's really the only announcement I have. Um, Oh, I just made, (laughs) this is so random, but I just made this almond ricotta the other day. And I will be posting that recipe soon. I've got to remake it because I didn't really get all of, I was just winging it, you know, so I don't have all of the ratios and ingredients down, but I'm going to work on that again and get that on the website soon because it is amazing. And I think that it could be really impressive if you had guests or you had a party or something like that. So almond ricotta recipe coming out soon, new podcast episodes. Uh, I might talk about more controversial things, just like I was saying earlier about my Instagram, because I'm not holding back, you know, I'm not holding back anymore. It's just, it, it hurts my soul. And I don't think you should hold back either. Um, let it all out, you know, you can't, if you hold in these emotions, if you hold in how you feel, that's going to create disease dis-ease you know it's gonna make you uncomfortable so don't do it thank you so much for joining me my lovely friend and until next time peace and plants